You're listening to the Not Your Grandmother's Book Club podcast, where we read them so you don't have to. Like the show? Become a patron at patreon.com forward slash nygbc. You should write a book, Fry. People need to know about the can eat more. I'm getting this book on UFOs. Did you know they're real? But there's a huge comic conspiracy to cover it up. Oh, that's just a paranoid fantasy. I want to be a book. She can pick me up, flip through my pages, make sure nobody drew wieners in me. Welcome to the Not Your Grandmother's Book Club Podcast, where we read them so you don't have to, because we're going to have to be carried out of here in a pine box. <laughs> my name is Kevin, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Benedict, the man who really brought down WeWork. Benedict! What's the laziest Halloween costume you ever wore? Oh, I have a good one for this, actually. <laughs> uh, we, had, we had a work... Topical, uh, it's that time of year. Yeah, yeah exactly. We had a work thing where I went as I I went to Spirit Halloween and was like I have no money. I had just moved here. I had no money and I also am not crafty and also uh-huh. it was the day before Halloween. Uh-huh. So I was like basically what's the cheapest Halloween costume I get? And I bought uh pig ears and a a clip-on curly pigtail mm-hmm. and went as a pig. <laughs> It's pretty lazy. So that, that was one. <laughs> it's and then lazy. I think the other one might even be lazier, <laughs> which was I uh, I went as an E I went as Brexit wearing an EU flag oh, t shirt. Oh god. God damn it. So yep. yeah, yeah, I'm pretty not, lazy. I'm not, pretty not lazy. Cre- not creative when it comes to these things, but Yeah, me either, I gotta say. Um I think the the laziest I ever had one year I was probably I was at the age where I was probably too old to actually be out trick or treating, but me and my my friends so just seven. wanted to go we wanted to go run around the neighborhood and do shit. Um we were I don't know, I was like 14, 15 maybe. Okay. I feel like it's that's too old. old. It's a little um and I was just wearing literally it, it's California, so it's not cold. Cargo shorts and a t shirt. And somewhere along the way, I just picked up like a giant tree branch that had fallen on the ground off of a tree. And I was just carrying it around with me saying I was a tree. <laughs> oh, good, yeah. Good, good, good. Good, good, good. Uh, I had originally intended to just walk around and figured I'd come up with something to call myself based on what I was wearing by the time I got to where I was going. But, uh, yep, no, that worked out. How that was, was, that a, was it. A caveman and then you became a tree. <laughs> Hey, don't call me a caveman just because I wore cargo shorts. Yeah. Anyways, Benedict, you probably know, but the listeners probably do not. What they exactly it is? By now. Well, maybe. It's possible. But what, what exactly it is that we do here on this program? And to them, I would say that this is the show where we go deep, 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 deep into the grocery store of thought, seeking the fake empty shelves that are actually pictures from years <laughs> or months ago uh, of right-wing thought. And of course, every other week here, we review a chapter from a work of conservative nonfiction, and in between, we take a look at other examples of the right doing their best to make America hate again. Benedict, mm. can you start us off? Do you have 
a hot take for us this I week. I do, and this is this is born out of personal experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that, I think that over-ear headphones are discriminatory against people with glasses. What? Um, because, as you can see, Kevin, I have gone you, back. You only ever wear glasses. them when we are recording. No, I know, and I, I they, they're really uncomfortable. I just because they press in on my glasses and they oh, uh, they 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 give me a headache. Loosen them. So, Loosen them. No, because then they then sound leaks sound leaks it does the sound leaks anyway get lasik that is my uh, yeah well (laughs) unfortunately this country's healthcare system get better insurance everything comes all of my hot takes come down to american health insurance sucks and all of your hot takes are correct literally they boil everyone boiled down to its purest essence (laughs) is health insurance sucks um yep but yes anyway so i think headphones over ear headphones i've gone back to wearing my in-ear headphones because Mm -hmm. they are much more comfortable also i feel less like isolated from what's going on around me like i can still hear the world outside i'm not completely wrapped into the podcast oh, you're saying you're you focusing like on me less yeah is what you're exactly saying. exactly great great <laughs> just what i want to hear <laughs> what about you what's your hot take uh my hot take this week benedict uh ashley babbitt mm. who you may recall made the news uh for dying on january yep. 6th from a bullet mm-hmm. um she was a victim she very much was a victim of conservative culture. Uh-huh. Uh, I spent the last couple of days going through a lot of rabbit holes. I mean, you know, I've been going stir crazy here in St. Louis. Yep. Um, and I spent a lot of time on the computer researching far right nonsense online. Um, and I was going down a rabbit hole thinking maybe we'd do an episode somewhere connecting with QAnon and sort of the insurrection type stuff. Um, and I just, it took me down a rabbit hole of reading all of the hot takes from the right on Ashley Babbitt, where all of them mm. are just fucking awful. And, and nobody seeming, every, you know, they all called her a victim of obviously their point of view of the person who shot her to prevent her from murdering a member of Congress, which I'm sure she mm-hmm. would have loved to do. The reality is she is a victim of the people who are calling her a victim. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt a lot of empathy this week for some reason while I was researching the topic we're going to talk about today. Very strangely, mm. I felt all this empathy. Maybe you'll understand once we go through what we're going to talk about. But yeah. I, was, I was feeling all this for these people. Where it's like it's not their fault mm. that they're deluded by this bullshit. It's totally not these people's fault. You have to place some level of responsibility on them, but you can still understand how they got, or I can, knowing that, you know, but for a whole lot of luck, there would I have gone. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's like, it's she's, she's a fucking victim. She is a victim, and I think we should recognize that. Okay. Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, well, Trump is very, like, who killed Ashley Babbitt? And yeah, also like that bullshit yeah. came across my radar, too, yeah, when I'm I was sure going is. down. He fucking spoke at a, a more, God, it was a nightmare. Anyways, Benedict, why don't we move along? Nice, fast little clip here. It is an interstitial week, and of course, uh, just a little bit of housekeeping to get out of the way. Of course, remember to rate and review us on iTunes, something you should always do. Follow us on the social medias, at NYGBCPod on Twitter. Uh, and... I, I, last week, I realized when I was doing the editing, I said that there were multiple ways to become a part of our New World Spooky World Order. And there are. I just realized when I was doing the editing, I only bothered to mention one. Sure. Uh, so, of course, uh, 
One of the other ways uh, I mentioned last time, of course, you can post about the show on any social media, Reddit, Facebook, Twitter, I don't know, put it on your LinkedIn if you want to. I don't care. Don't put uh, it on LinkedIn. <laughs> you shouldn't. You but don't want to be professionally should. associated with should. this podcast. Um, <laughs> we should have a LinkedIn page just for no, the show. No, we shouldn't. That'd be great. Benedict, why aren't you my friend on LinkedIn? Huh? I... Okay. I'm pretty sure we aren't. Uh, but anyways, I'm another way you sure can become are. a part of the New World Spooky Order is you leave us a five-star review on iTunes, take a screenshot of it, and send it to me on Twitter. Uh, or, you know, the email, which I check rarely. But, you know, Twitter's the way to get a hold of me. Uh, and I will uh, I'll come up with other ways you can become a part of the New World Spooky World Order. Uh, as time goes on. This week, we have one more. We have, again, the same. Boz Watterson responded to the call for a second time. Mm. And posted about us be, on social media. You don't media. have to be in more than once. You, you can be in as many in... times as you want. Yeah, this week, you... this week's member of the New World Spooky World Order, Boz Watterson, you are part of our New World Spooky World Order. <laughs> and thank you very much for that. So, Benedict, with that out of the way, we go to this week's subject, which is, as I told you already, Marjorie Taylor Green. Mm, okay. We were going to have to do her at some point. There's no escaping it because she... Is that what her gym teacher said? <laughs> we'll get to that too. <laughs> she is, I think, uh, emblematic of a certain portion of what the right is yeah. right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we need to know right off the bat something pretty important, right? Marjo is a delusional, sociopathic conspiracy theorist who literally fell ass-backwards into relevance through some combination of white privilege, lying, and the inevitability of her eventual rise to power and what I have to assume will be the first female presidency of the United States because we live in the worst timeline. But I have to point out that essentially she is the epitome of a Gen Xer who fell into an internet rabbit hole and never mm -hmm. got out. You know, in, in a way, I can see so many people that I know or have interacted with uh, in her. And from the, the train conductor a few months ago who mm -hmm. found an excuse to say 9-11 was an inside job while we were waiting on the Amtrak to St. Louis to get there, to the white guy with dreadlocks conspiracy theorist Union Carpenter I worked with briefly back in 2010, and the hipster mustachioed Alex Jones fanatic who was eventually fired from where I worked as a mechanic for having no useful skills and not bothering to learn anything over the two and a half years he worked there. They're people who were born at a time before the internet was really a thing mm -hmm. and acclimated in a world where the ability to discern information and find truth about what was going on around you was a lot simpler. And, you know, the normal channels of information in the 80s and probably most of the 90s before the internet became what it is today didn't require people to develop the skills needed to survive in a time like now. Mm -hmm. When you should basically assume that every single thing you read in most of your day-to-day -day life is someone intentionally lying to you. Like, that's that's the world we live in. Like I said, worst timeline. And in that sort of environment, people are cultivated and sort of made ready for the breed of internet scammers and conspiracy theorists and bullshit-producing internet bubbles that created Marge. And when you grow up in an age where you can basically trust the gist of what you're reading, hearing, and seeing, then all of a sudden, in your early adulthood, you're introduced to a new dimension that we call social media, where you simply apply that same prison of trust you applied to all other sources of information for most of your life. 
you're primed to believe any batshit crazy thing that comes from a source you trust. You're sort of tailor-made to be an easily influenced culture warrior on this Twitter battlefield. (laughs) And in that way, talking about her feels very much like punching down. And I have to say, I'm often incredibly tempted to do episodes about people who I feel after just a little bit of research that I can't. Just, I mean, let Benedict tell you about the lard guy sometime. But I can't do those because despite the fact that we're admittedly a very small podcast, it doesn't feel right to us, given our position in the world, to punch down on people who for the most part are just creatures of circumstance. It's not necessarily their fault that they believe this wacky, insane shit. And it feels wrong to make fun of someone for repeating nonsense that they just stupidly believe. Hmm. But luckily Marge is an elected (laughs) member of the United States House, so fuck it, we are punching up, baby. That's right. All the way. She is much more powerful than us. Um, I would just say, like, there is is a certain aspect of, like, you can see how this came about. Like, this is email forwards on steroids, right? Yes, that's that's absolutely it. I can't tell you how many times I have encountered in in my research um, for this show and just my obsession with this right-wing ecosphere, I have encountered things that I believed back when I was a conservative conservative shitbag and that my parents still believe that I discovered through a little bit of research literally came from email chains. Mm -hmm. Literally came from chain emails. Like, there's so much of that shit out there, you have no idea. Chain emails were, in the 90s, just... They were what would become uh, the Facebook bubble of know-nothings on the internet. Like, all those people eventually got their own Facebook profile, and that's what they're doing now. So, Benedict, Marjorie T. Green. Sure. Like, you don't appreciate there that I did the opposite of what I normally do with a middle name? I feel like that at least deserved a chuckle. No. (laughs) At least deserved a chuckle. (laughs) Please laugh. (laughs) (laughs) Very much Jeb Bushing. Oh, God. Oh God, I'm I'm following full Jeb Bush. Uh, she was Bush. born. She was born May 27th, 1974, which makes her 47 years old today, in Milledgeville, Georgia, or Milledgeville. I don't know. It's one word. It looks like it should be Milledgeville. Mm-hmm. Uh, population 18,000. She graduated from South Forsyth High School in Cumming, Georgia, population 5,400, in 1992. And she got a bachelor's degree in business administration from the University of Georgia in 1996. And she married her husband, Perry, in 1995 while she was still attending the University of Georgia. So, I have a heading here called career in Mm -hmm. my notes. But Benedict, it's hard to tell if she actually has had one. Mm-hmm. According to Green and her campaign, the one defining characteristic that makes her electable, that they talked about incessantly, that was in all the pictures and everything she put on her campaign website and ads, other than obviously nonsense with guns and other bullshit screaming about socialism, was that she was a successful businesswoman. And campaign ads of her that I found show photos of, and, and video of her walking around in a hard hat at construction sites with her mm-hmm. husband. And Benedict, as someone who was a tractor mechanic for the better part of a decade and wore plenty of hard hats and knew people who wore them all day, um, I can just, it's a weird thing to say, but I know what someone looks like who doesn't wear a hard hat often. And she looks like that. She's completely fucking clean. There isn't a scratch on her hard hat. Her vest is completely clean like it just came out of the plastic bag it was delivered in. This is someone putting these on for a photo. And she's wearing it in a way... There's a thing about the angle of the hard hat that just... 
I can't describe it, but that's it's fine. Okay. I get it. Politicians always do that, though. I don't think there's any. Like, true. I don't think that true. makes her a special case. True, but what I can verify is that her husband Perry was hired by Taylor Green's father in 1997 after he graduated college. There's like a year time gap there. I'm not sure. Maybe they were going on a delayed vacation honeymoon thing. Who knows? what was going on there. Um, but by 2002, Green's father appears to have sold the company, which is called Taylor Commercial, to Green and her husband. Mm. And for a period of time, from about 2007 to 2010, Green was listed as the... And I should be clear here. When I say Green, I'm referring to Marge. When I say... If I'm referring to her husband, I will say Perry, because that's his name. Um, sure. She was listed as the CFO, the Chief Financial Officer, in official filings. For the majority of the company's history under her and her husband's ownership, her husband is the only officer of the company listed in the official filings, other mm -hmm. than that 2007 to 2010 period. And the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, the uh, newspaper of record in Atlanta, did an investigation into Marjorie Taylor Greene in which they came to very much the same conclusion as I did that I'm pretty much inclined to agree with, which is that... Her business career appears to have only been in name only. Mm -hmm. There's really no evidence she ever actively participated in this company. Uh, they reviewed archives of the company's website in the Wayback Machine, going back to uh, the early days, and found Honestly, that she was... God bless the Wayback Machine. Yes. It's, it's oh, the so Wayback Machine is, is such, a, such a great thing. Uh, and they found that she wasn't listed on any of the pages for the company's leadership, uh, you know, where other executives and things were mentioned. Uh, although her husband, of course, and her father were both listed on those pages. And in the co company history page under the About column, um, she's also not mentioned by name, although her father and her husband are both mentioned by name. And in her husband Perry's bio on the company website, it does say that he is married with children, but does not even use her name when referring to his wife and children. So there's very little evidence of any actual involvement there. Uh, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution actually reached out to an executive of a company called Prestwick Development, uh, which had hired Taylor Commercial for multiple jobs. Uh, and he said that if Marge were to walk past him, he would not recognize her. But he did say that he was very familiar with Perry and had worked with him and other executives at the company. He had no idea that Marge was involved in the business whatsoever. Mm -hmm. This company uh, mainly does like metal siding or vinyl siding on housing. Um, and uh, of course, as you would expect from your typical Republican small government type, um, it made a lot of money off of federally funded affordable housing, housing projects. Yep. Um, <laughs> They even advertised that they had experience with low-income housing tax credit programs, which is a federal program administered by HUD. Now, Benedict, okay. you're probably saying, but didn't she own a CrossFit gym? Well, sure, maybe. <laughs> also, unclear if she ever actually owned the gym or if she was more like sort of an investor type. It's unclear because there's no clear... I, I think that at some point she did own this CrossFit gym. It appears that, you know... The late 2000s, early 2010s, she got obsessed with CrossFit uh, because she wasn't doing anything at the construction company. She needed something to do, obviously. Uh, and by 2013, she is listed online and noted as having opened her own CrossFit gym with her business partner, Travis Mayer. Now, I know what you're thinking, Benedict, and no... That is not the personal trainer that she cheated on her husband with. That okay. is Justin Tway. Are she and her husband the... still together? Just out of interest. Yes, they so are. I feel yes, like I'm not very talking much a lot. Cons I, I'm just so fascinated. So I'm asking. They asking are very good much questions. still together. Okay. Uh, and I don't know. Honestly, I kept trying to find. And 
it's one of those things that you'd have to ask her and him personally, and we'd never get a clear answer on it because I suspect that they're the type of evangelical Christian that thinks abortion or not abortion, but well, abortion too, but that thinks that, uh, um, divorce is wrong. So you just can't get divorced. Mm -hmm. And that might explain why they're still together. I'm unclear, unclear. Um, but also Benedict, I know what else you're thinking. And, uh, uh, Justin Tway, that, that is not the polyamorous tantric sex guru that she cheated on her husband with. That, oh, okay. that is another man named Craig Ivy. So yes, okay. multiple affairs. Wow. Uh, the Daily Mail, right? They're the one who broke that story about these affairs. And I will say, generally, I am against going into this level of, of things to, to smear people and all that. But because Marge is such a massive hypocrite, I think it is uh, relevant to you know someone who claims to have all these values and shit. And she's just... You know, cheated on her husband with multiple men. I think it's when someone portrays themselves as the sort of person that she does, all the religious Jesus, Jesus, Jesus stuff, uh, you know, r ridiculous claims about Democrats and their morality. I think then it becomes relevant to bring this in uh, to criticize them with. Mm hmm. But of course, when the Daily Mail reached out to her uh, <laughs> in response, uh, she said that it was, quote, ridiculous tabloid garbage spread mm. by an avowed communist. And, quote, another attempt to smear my name because I'm the biggest threat to the Democrat socialist agenda. I will remind okay. people that the Daily Mail is a British publication. Mm -hmm. uh, her CrossFit to be career. Fair, it does have worldwide offices. Like they have a sure. big American contingent. Sure. Her CrossFit career also helps probably give us the best evidence that cuts against the image her campaign wanted to promote of her as a construction entrepreneur. Uh, because in 2015, she gave an interview to a local Atlanta podcast called Atlanta Business Radio X. It's the sort of, if you're in the podcasting world like you and I are, uh, you run into so many podcasts like this where it's just, they have they have two listeners. It's just some dude who does this and uh, it's, it's nonsense. But um, she gave an interview there, and I'm very glad that she did, uh, and talked about basically how she had no business experience when she started this CrossFit gym. Uh, she said, quote, that they asked everybody, saying, continuing quote, I mean, from from my husband, my father, Travis, we talked to his dad. I just felt like I couldn't ask enough people and no questions were wrong. So if she had all that business experience from the construction company, I feel like she wouldn't be talking about how she had no business experience on this Atlanta business podcast. No. So that's the extent of her career. Of course, we know she was elected uh, last year in 2020. She's now a member of the House of Representatives. Oh, we live in the worst timeline. So you may <laughs> ask, what are her positions? And if you took a random stab at a mad lib of Republican ideas, you'd generally be correct. She's obviously anti-abortion. Uh, earlier this year, of course, she falsely claimed that the Plan B pill terminates a pregnancy. Uh, she's virulently, virulently anti-LGBTQ to a point not even worth discussing because we could literally spend all day talking about her bigotry on that front alone. There's, of course, the stunt of her hanging a sign outside of her office about trans people because her office mate across the hall had a trans daughter. She's a piece of shit. Uh, of course, rabid anti-Muslim bigotry is a part of her position set, I would say. Uh, she, of course, suggested in one of her videos that the 2018 minute... Uh, I, I never mentioned this, but basically, most of what we know about what she really thinks 
Well, she'll tell you. But uh, this this treasure trove of social media videos. Uh, mm. I complained a couple weeks ago about you know white dudes doing videos of them in their cars. Um, Marge is the the female version of that. Uh, the conservative woman doing crazy screeds into her cell phone. Uh, so there are there are a ton of them that she tried to delete off the internet, forgetting that you can't actually delete anything off the internet and it yep. lives forever. Um, but she just suggested in one of her videos in 2018 that the, the 2018 midterms were part of a, quote, Muslim invasion of our country because a handful of Muslims were elected to office in that election. Just great. Famously, she went to the U.S. Capitol before she was elected and argued that Rashida Tlaib and Ilhan Omar both had to redo their oaths on the Bible and not the Quran, which is false, of course, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, like all the good fascists before her. Yep. She constantly screeches that BLM or any group, person, book, concept, fictional character, or museum exhibit that recognizes the existence of racism is Marxist propaganda to destroy America. Uh, and one particularly disgusting video she mused while sitting on the floor and wearing a American flag baseball cap that sure. uh, unemployment, which of course affects people of color at higher rates than white people, quote, is simply the product of bad choices and being lazy. Mm, yeah. Okay, cool. She then said, of course, that uh, African-Americans are held back in society by gangs, drugs, mm-hmm. a lack of education, Planned Parenthood, and She's abortions, not white people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She also said in another video, quote, I know a ton of white people that are lazy and sorry and probably worse than black people. Ooh, that's And that it has way. everything to do like, with their bad choices and their personal responsibility. That is not a skin color issue. That's mm. not a good way of phrasing that. No, no. Probably worse than black people. Yeah. Implies that black people are bad. Naturally that's... bad, yeah. Yes, it is. Of course, it shouldn't surprise you. She also uh, once finished a video saying that, the, quote, the most mistreated group of people in the United States today are white males. Yeah, that seems right. She doesn't believe in evolution or climate change. But, Benedict, let me tell you about a few things that she does believe in. Mm, let's go. All right. Benedict, of course, she believes that the Pizzagate conspiracy theory was correct. Mm-hmm. Of course, that is a obvious lead into the fact that she believes QAnon is true. Um, Has she actually, I know she was a big QAnon believer before, but like what's her, what's her, her I will say QAnon this. since she's been in office. Since the whole thing happened with her losing her committees, I think she has basically pretended to not be into those things anymore. Gotcha. I do not believe her because she still no. says the same exact shit no, yeah, that she did back then. But I think for pure publicity purposes, if you were to ask her to her face, do you believe in QAnon, she would say no. And she yeah, would be lying, is my belief. I believe she would be lying. Uh, of course, she believes that the last Ve- Las Vegas mass murder was a false flag event to get Why her guns. Uh, the Charlottesville murder of Heather Heyer, also a false flag event done by Antifa. So, of course, was the Christchurch massacre. Mm. was another apparently... False flag event. Of course, 9-11. Oh, yeah, the big one. Inside a job. False flag done by the government. Uh, She believes that Seth Rich was murdered by MS-13 on Barack Obama's behalf. Because, as we know, Barack Obama is actually a Muslim. 
Sure. He believes that. With Mexican or Nicaraguan gang connections mm-hmm. or El Salvadorian. If, yeah, I feel like Cinefone. you're pretending to be confused by something. This is yeah. obviously so all 100% true and not mm. believed in paranoid delusions, Benedict. You should, you should yeah. give some more respect to this elected mm. member of Congress, who also, of course, believes that the Parkland mass shooting was a false flag event to take our guns. And, of course, famously harassed David Hogg on camera, recording herself gleefully, gleefully yelling at a child who had survived a mass murder. Phenomenal mix of... It's just a phenomenal commitment to believing crazy shit, because there's stuff from every end of the spectrum there. It's like OG 9-11 true thing, and then, like... Well, you know, here's here's the thing, and this goes to what I was researching a lot over over the last couple days, and it's sort of there are these meta-conspiracies that allow Mm. for all the various conspiracies to be combined under a single umbrella. And I think the the massive communist conspiracy. Well, the John Birch Society massive communist conspiracy is one of the meta conspiracies. Mm -hmm. So that's you get those obviously from Glenn Beck. We've seen Alex Jones is part of that camp. QAnon is a modern manifestation of a meta conspiracy. It doesn't necessarily go uh, down the same paths as the. Uh, massive communist conspiracy because it's more religiously influenced, more uh, uh, you know, directly religiously Cultishly, influenced. yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it literally believes that the enemy are Satanists. That's, you know, the literal belief of QAnon is that these are satanic pedophiles who are murdering children and drinking their blood for adrenochrome because they didn't understand uh, that gonzo journalism is, is more about creating a vibe than actually recording things accurately. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Right, just they they read fear and loathing and didn't get it. Yep. Um, so the, those are two meta conspiracies that basically any crazy shit you believe can be incorporated underneath those. So you know you got cr- all these the the massacres obviously right. Those are you get, ascribe whatever motivation you want to saying that Parkland was a false flag. Uh, is you know usually to take our guns anytime there's a. Uh, mass shooting, they claim it's a false flag and say it's to take our guns, despite the fact that their guns have never been taken away following a mass shooting. Yeah, um, that's but true. Of course, we historically failed to do that. Yes, but of course, Benedict, what she is most known for, I would say, in the conspiracy theory world is the Jewish space lasers. And I will say, she would, if you were to bring it up to her, uh, point out that she never said Jewish space lasers. Uh, okay. What she said was that Rothschild-owned, PG&E-operated space solar generators started the campfire, which everyone correctly recognized could be sort of funnily reduced down to Jewish space lasers and still be accurate enough to get across what she was trying to say. Yeah. Can we? Yeah. Can I just pause quickly? And Because uh, you mentioned Hunter S. Thompson, I have to uh, remind everyone of one of my favorite Hunter S. Thompson bits of journalism. And that's when when he started a rumor that, or, or sorry, that he reported a rumor that a presidential candidate at the time uh, was taking a drug called ibogaine, and he was asked about this and said, and then when, when, he said, "Look, I never said he was taking ibogaine. I said there was a rumor in Milwaukee that he was, which was true because I started the rumor while I was in Milwaukee." Which is you just know like, what, that's Hunter S. Thompson. That's the epitome of Hunter S. Thompson. You know what? That is, and that's great, because that's just fun. That's just fun. <laughs> but 
I feel like idiots like fucking Fox News have learned from that strategy. And now, you know, the opinion people on Fox News say something. And then the daytime supposed straight news people go, oh, people are talking about yeah, X. And it's true. really like, well, the people who are on a few hours <laughs> right. later than yeah. you Tucker were the Carlson ones who started that, that strain of thought last night. And yeah. now, now you're reporting on it as though it's real. Um and for all of this, you know, insane, you know, the other stunts she's done, right? I mentioned stalking David Hogg, the video of her yelling into AOC's mail slot, the anti-trans sign outside of her office, demanding to be led into the D.C. jail to see January 6th defendants, even though she had no reason to be there, um, hanging out with Matt Gates and driving a pack into insolvency, mm. and of course, the ridiculous making of motions to adjourn and forcing all of Congress to waste their time voting no. For all of the horseshit nonsense from the ridiculous and crazy and offensive things she has said and done and posted and all the stuff she has done, the GOP has gone so far as to do absolutely nothing. Um, I mean, a few members have mumbled into microphones. We condemn those statements and now please don't ask me about her again. Oh, look, I think my grandma just died. I have to go. I can't talk to you any further. That kind of shit. Mm -hmm. But that's about the best we've gotten out of them. Uh, reportedly, she got a round of applause uh, in one of the early caucus meetings for the Republican Party when she stood up and said, the things I've said and posted and videoed myself saying online don't reflect who I am. Which, horseshit. Yeah. Complete <laughs> horseshit. Yes, they do. But Benedict, you know, you might say... Why not just let Marge speak for herself? I mean, mm -hmm. certainly uh, this is someone who we are portraying in a wrongful light. As she repeatedly says, we are part of that those communists who are trying to smear her as an idiot and as a dum-dum and as a conspiracy theorist. There's no way her own words could sound as bad as all the accurate things I have said about her. But let's do that, Benedict. Let's go to some of our video clips today and learn a little more from her. From the horse's own mouth. Starting off with a video from October 21st, 2021. Just a few days ago, Benedict. Uh, this is her speaking to reporters after she did nothing for the day because she's not on any committees. Oh, sure. <laughs> uh, I just witnessed Merrick Garland refuse to admit if he would comply with the standards and the code, um, submitting himself to ethics when it what? comes to his son's company that takes money, uh, not only uh, from school systems, but also from people like Mark Zuckerberg, to... So, Benedict, you said what? Yeah. And that would be a correct what? Yeah. Because this has nothing to do with reality here. No. Um, this was a Imagine fetch that shock. were... Yeah, this was a fetch that Republicans tried to make happen a couple days ago. It was a flash in the pan and then very much went away uh, because some Republican, uh, I think Jim Jordan uh, wanting to play his videos in Congress, that was the biggest news of the day out of this, uh, which was sort of connected to what was going on here. Um, this was when Merrick Garland was in the House uh, speaking to a committee and answering questions. And he was asked by some dipshit Republican or other whether he had uh, done a ethics. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't about complying with ethics. It's whether he had pre-cleared with like the ethics department about his mm -hmm. son. When here's the thing. It has nothing to do with anything. Uh, the thing his son does, his son apparently runs a company that puts together like training for teachers and things. And it has to do with apparent they're, they're, they're accusing him of doing CRT. Uh, Merrick Garland's son did the CRT, basically, is the the, the core of Republicans' claim. Oh, okay, good. Um, 
And what they were talking about, what they were complaining about, was uh, Merrick Garling having the Department of Justice investigate the very real threats against the lives of school board members across the country by lunatics who want to murder them for, you know, masks and vaccines and the CRT, all that sort of shit. Mm -hmm. So uh, there is no conflict of interest. Uh, It's stupid to claim that there would be because his son has a company that does educational training. Um, there's no conflict of interest there. They're just trying to make that happen. It was never a thing, and it was a pretty bad attempt, so they just let it go by the wayside anyway. But she continues. To submit uh, school curriculum, make sure that there is so-called equity, uh, uh, teaching the very things that parents are very concerned about and the reason why they're addressing their school boards, but yet our own attorney general will not submit himself to ethics when it comes to his own son-in-law making money, Um, uh, but yet he wants to target parents as domestic terrorists. He wants to set up a snitch line so that people can- snitch line? Like the one in Texas? Yes, exactly like the one in Texas, Benedict. That is, again, another Republican line that they were trying to make happen a couple days ago, that the Department of Justice, uh, looking into violent threats against school board members across the country, was somehow him setting up a snitch line. They never exactly got from point A to point B on that one. It was a little unclear. But like I mentioned, um, she's just complaining, first off, here about the ethics. He won't submit himself to ethics because she doesn't understand how ethics work, so she couldn't describe in any way <laughs> what what she's even trying to describe. I have to, I, I could do, I could spend 10 minutes explaining to you what she's trying to describe, Damn. but uh, she's just an idiot. She's just an idiot. Maybe that they don't politically like. Um, parents that are upset about what kind of education their children are receiving. Parents that are upset that say, for example, um, a trans is in their daughter's bathroom uh, just recently when Excuse there was me? a trans that raped a girl. Um, not just one girl, but two, but yet this man was arrested. But now parents are being targeted as domestic terrorists. So I should have mentioned ahead of time there was going to be transphobia, but uh, it's Marjorie Taylor Greene. It's almost impossible to find enough clips to work with of her where she doesn't veer into transphobia, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, there was a trans in the bathroom. I could not find any reference to whatever the fuck she's talking about there. Oh, it's a, um, I know what this is. It's a big Daily Wire piece that they put behind a paywall. Um, and it's like, it, the reporting has since been disputed, of course. Um, okay. But it's a, it basically, and again, uh, trigger warning, whatever, or content warning, whatever. Uh, it's about, it, someone, someone was accused of uh, sexually assaulting someone in the bathroom while wearing a skirt. Um Okay, and then they were like that that a trans that was a trans person was the claim, and um, and that also the school tried to cover it up for political reasons was the. Okay, um, yeah, but that doesn't have anything to do with anything that she's talking about here. I would point out, um, no. as horrible as that is, as the right trying to make that a thing when it sounds like to me just based off your description, it's not even what they're trying to make it, um. So uh, her point here that uh, parents are not domestic domestic terrorists. Well, if they're committing domestic terrorism and they are parents, then yes, parents yeah, are domestic be. terrorists. And the whole thing about this this bullshit, um, the, the Republicans have trying to been trying to make this one happen for a couple of days, well, even a couple of weeks, I think now, saying that they're oh they're coming after parents for just making claims. It's so bad that all you have to do is play one of the many videos we have all seen 
The guy screaming at a school board member leaving in her car, we yep. know where you live and we will find you. Yep. That's a terroristic threat. Mm-hmm. That If you just played that video to her, she'd stumble through about a dozen words without saying anything and then eventually call you a communist and walk away. Yeah. But this is, that's all she has in the holster. Mm-hmm. This woman is devoid of a brain. Um, why don't we move on to another video, Benedict? I have sure. this so- this one went big a little while ago. This is from September 22nd. This is actually a floor speech that Margio gave. Mm. Benedict, this is probably your favorite one because is there it are the pictures. China one. Yes, yeah. it is. Yes, Love it is. That. But I feel like it wasn't given enough context. Everyone just saw the still of the photo. Why don't we learn a little bit about what she was talking about there? Okay. Let's let's learn what she had to say. District. I'm here to speak on behalf of the American people and how outraged we are at the policies of the Green New Deal, which are in the $1.2 trillion dollar infrastructure yes. bill and the $3.5 trillion dollar budget. Because the- So I should mention, there are, Benedict, you thought there was only one meme. There were multiple memes in that presentation. Oh, I saw at least two. I know there were at least two. One of them is the Scooby-Doo one, and then there's another one that just gets the flag wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the first one, uh, she has a, an aide holding up this big sign that says on top, the Green New Deal, and in the middle, is, and then China's wish list on the bottom. Yep. So that's what she's starting off with here. These policies are the most policies. America-last policies. As a matter of fact, they do nothing but put China first. Um, Taylor, you can put up number two now. Work on a hand sign. Just have a fucking hand sign. Yeah. Having to stop talking to tell your, your little aide to change memes, that's, that's bad. So we'll go ahead and address what these policies are that are so shocking to me. And if, if the American people actually knew what these policies are, these globalist America globalist. policies we got a globalist are, in there. I believe they would be ringing every single phone up here, probably demanding that Congress go home because so America's calling, only safe when she's Congress the American is out of session. Stupid. But unfortunately, yeah. Congress is in session, so let's tell the truth about what's happening. You see, this is a simple meme that you would find on the internet, but this meme is very real. Is this the Green the, New this Deal is the surprise is serves China and China. And yes, the the head that is under the mask that this pulls off does have the hammer and sickle and Soviet looks Union more flag. like the Soviet flag. It is the it. Soviet flag. Yes, yes, it's it 100% the Soviet. the Soviet flag. It is not the Chinese. I love that so much. I thought it was fantastic. But I, I got to point out a couple things here. So one is the use of the word globalist. And going back to what I talk about a lot, um, I think with Marjo, we have a clear sign here that uh, the QAnon stuff, right? I mentioned she's obviously into QAnon and bullshit if she claims she's no longer into it bullshit on her Mm -hmm. um we have a clear link here i think between globalist and the anti-semitism because so much of QAnon, if you go down one of those rabbit holes goes straight back to out and out not even hidden anti-semitism uh just people openly saying that it's the jews who are in charge of all this shit Mm -hmm. if she was involved in any way to the extent that it appears absolutely she was based on a the entirety of her social media activity up until she was elected to Congress, uh, she knows about that, and she knows where globalist. She knows what globalist means. She knows, you know, what that that for the underpinnings of that phrase are. Um, not to mention the fact that very often among uh, the the QAnon crowd, uh, somehow the protocols of the elders of Zion end up getting posted in various places, 
and people relying on them and saying that they are true and part of the conspiracy. Mm -hmm. So just wanted to point that out. Also, she talks like she has a mouthful of mashed potatoes. <laughs> this woman cannot get clearly through a word. She needs an enunciation coach. That is all I'm saying. China only. You can go ahead and put number one up. So today, talking about the Green New Deal and the all-out war on the men and women who built this country, which is definitely happening every single day here in Congress. Which is definitely happening every day. So now she's got the next meme up, and this is just a picture of Xi Jinping, which, by the cool. way, I should, I should point out, for some reason, no Republican can ever pronounce Xi Jinping properly. It's and hard to pronounce, to be fair. Uh, look, I, sure, sure. I know that my pronunciation is not perfect, but they are always like, Xi Jinping, 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 they just can't fucking do it. Uh, but this meme says, I own Joe Biden, and now I own Afghanistan's lithium deposits. Great. That's what that meme says. It's good cool. stuff. Benedict, she was saying nothing. She ha This yep. was a half hour long floor speech she I gave. Know. And it was just... It was a whole lot of bullshit. So we'll go to the last video we have today. And I know we're getting close to, to time. I know. Don't, don't, don't get mad at me. Don't Let's get mad at me. Okay, come on. And this, as I always like to do when we're talking about individuals, I like to have one where they are being directly interviewed uh, by, uh, usually, a conservative so that we can see the sort of ways they set these things up. So here we go. She is on Newsmax mm. April 6th, 2021. Okay. The mainstream media wants to cancel her. Nancy Pelosi wants to expel her. But she's still standing. Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene, Republican of Georgia. Is that? It sounds like... Is it Charlie They have Rose? some music playing in the background. I don't know why. No, no, this is Greg Kelly. No, I know it's not, but it sounds like, oh my God, she's amazing. <laughs> Isn't she wonderful? That, Southern, that Charlie Rose Southern drawl? Where, yeah. I, don't, I don't hear that. I don't know where you're hearing that um. from. That's not getting into what I'm hearing. Welcome back to Newsmax. How are you holding up? You're terrific. Um, how are you? Good evening. I'm doing well, Greg. Oh, my how God, are you he's doing? so I'm bad. all right, but look, uh, once again, Twitter is out to get you. You tweeted something very beautiful. I so I only played that intro because, oh, my God, fuck these, fuck these people. I'm going to skip ahead to about two minutes in. Okay. Uh, because they just spent the beginning of this complaining about how she got, uh, apparently, Twitter locked her out for like 12 hours on accident. And okay. it was cancel culture. They're canceling her. Uh, and they just talk about that for the beginning. So we're jumping ahead on it. Absolutely nothing wrong. You see, these people can't even file an ethics complaint on me, but they are just so offended that I won't back down. Aha! Marjorie won't submit herself to the yep. ethics. Of course. She won't there submit herself wow, to the ethics, Benedict. They wow. won't. Oh, this is bullshit. Uh, for, from stopping what they're trying to do. And I, I do it. I, I go on the floor. I call for roll call votes to put Congress on record for voting, and they just can't take it. They'd love to pass their bills through the dark of the night, and they're very offended by that. They're just offended by my conservative values and my willingness to call them out and speak the truth. So, Benedict, can you tell me what the fuck she just said? Because I can't. No, I mean, people are offended by her conservative values. Was Kevin, there so a point to saying, any no, of that? No, they're just offended by her conservative that values. That was if all you can't... nonsense. Yeah. They're offended by her conservative values, which apparently include cheating on her husband with a polyamorous sure, dangerous conservative values. Conservative values. 
So Twitter apparently doesn't like it either, which I really could care less because you care, you know, you care so much. You care so much about Twitter, which also, is why it's the only could, thing you ever fucking talk about. Could care less is one of those colloquialisms that really annoys me because that's yeah. grammatically like it's not like when people misuse literally. Could care less is just the wrong. It means you could care less, not couldn't care less. That's just because you're a dick. Yeah. Maybe President Trump launches his social media platform. Most people will be done with Twitter, and then it'll just be. <laughs> so this is from back in April. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's talking about what would happen when Trump launches his social media platform. And Benedict, you know why I kept that in, why I had to do this clip, because the best thing that's happened to me in the last week was the announcement of Truth Social. I know, but can I just tell you that's not what she's talking about here. She's talking about here his blog, which he announced in March. Yes, yes, yes. And, and went live in it went live in May. So, yes, I know. I was about to okay. bring that up. Okay, I was just I was just showing you that I have some awareness. No, I'm of so the proud news of you. Landscape. I'm so proud of you for knowing that. I really am. Thank you. I don't know how you had that information at the ready, but I'm so <laughs> proud that you knew that. But yes, her prediction. That once Trump got his social media going, Twitter's going to be a dead space. It's going to be nothing left but... One big, um, I guess, leftist, woke, progressive chat room where they just all <laughs> virtue signal to themselves about how voting and or is uh, showing IDs is racist or something ridiculous like that. Well, you know, Benedict, isn't my fucking timing perfection? Because perfection. that was not editing you just heard. That was, <laughs> that was just me. Having it at exactly the point I wanted to be at, from hitting pause, saying my phrase, starting it up again. I'm so proud that I got that. But yes, Benedict, Twitter's just going to be a big leftist jerk-off fest where we just talk about how it's racist to have voter IDs or whatever. Yeah. Because, of course, you know, it is. Because because they know who doesn't have voter IDs. But, Benedict, there's one last little bit here we got to get to that's just the best thing. The best thing that happened on this broadcast, and it's more visual, so I'm going to tell you what happens here in a second. You know what, though? I still think we got to fight in that forum. I've had, I've gone back and forth on this myself, and I think think, we've got to present our ideas even when the feedback is hostile. So think about that, please. But I will point out that uh, Twitter is strangely tolerant of uh, far left, horrible nonsense. Louis Farrakhan, let's go ahead and put this tweet up, shall we? Oh, uh, wow. So he puts up a Farrakhan tweet from 2018. I can't even say this. This is totally anti-Semitic. I don't know if Farrakhan strange, is still on Twitter right this, now. Uh, I didn't look into it. This gets liked on uh, on Twitter and uh, retweeted and uh, no problem. Let's have a and look then, at another one. Let's once see, again, this uh, look, we don't... Some, some, Louis Farrakhan uh, some isn't like leaders. our guy. I know, I'm aware, yes. And then he puts up an Ayatollah Khomeini tweet from 2014. 2014! Yeah. Yep. The leader in... In Iran, Holocaust is an event whose reality is uncertain. If, if it has happened, it's uncertain how it has happened. This is the kind of stuff that is uh, tolerated on Twitter. By the Twitter, way, that's the kind of thing Easter that is said by people who watch Greg Kelly reports. In Twitter jail. Mm-hmm. How strange is that? By the way, I'd love to get your take on the uh, All-Star Game situation. You're from Georgia. It is now where it gets designated. It will take place in Denver. Seems crazy. Seems unnecessary. Your thoughts overall? My thoughts overall are this. When Major League Baseball wants to stop requiring identification to pick up tickets at the will call window, then we can have a conversation about showing an ID to vote. So, Benedict, right now, right next to Marjorie Taylor Greene, is a photograph of a baseball field with a giant American Mm. flag on it. 
All right? Sure. Giant American flag on a baseball field. This is happening live in real time. You'll learn why I brought this up in just a second. When Delta wants to stop requiring people to show an ID to fly on their airline, then we can have a conversation about showing ID. Now, Benedict, less than five seconds after she said the word Delta, there is now a mm -hmm. photograph of a Delta airplane with the Delta logo very, avail very visible next to Marjorie Taylor Greene on this broadcast. Okay. to vote. When Coca-Cola wants to change the laws in our country where people mm. don't have to show ID to buy... Now, Benedict, less than five seconds after she says the word Coca-Cola, there is a Coca-Cola sign next to Marjorie Taylor Greene's face on the broadcast. Are you telling me it's not live I, or no, that she gave them I am telling you this was all fucking pre-planned because yeah, they had multiple photos ready to go with each of her talking points. They had, yeah. well, they, they only had one picture for the baseball park, but then with Delta, they had two pictures and, you know, sort of that slowly zooming out thing that they do on a broadcast to make it look like the picture's moving when it's really just static. And then with Coca-Cola, I think they do like three or four pictures. They had this ready to go, 100%. And it made me think, Benedict, every time I play you one of these, whether it was Tommy Tuberville or Mar Madison Cawthorn and now Marjorie Taylor Greene, when we go to that, I always try to do one video where they're being interviewed mm -hmm. by some right-wing shitbag. Every time we see evidence of it being completely planned and contrived from the very beginning. I just had to point out proof, further proof this week on the broadcast, mark it, write it down. I have proven all my claims and I can die triumphant in my glory. That is what I'm trying to get across to you this week on the podcast, Benedict. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I got you. I got you. Also there, the only other thing, look, we're, we're, we're Marjo's, we're done with Marjo. Last thing I will say, when she said that when Coca-Cola wants, also, all three of the things she's bringing up, none of them are constitutionally guaranteed rights. So you can go fuck yourself. Voting is a constitutionally mm -hmm. guaranteed right. That's why this issue fucking comes up. Uh, and also because we all know you're using these laws to prevent people you don't want to vote from voting. Uh, but she brought up Coca-Cola, and she said when Coca-Cola starts to say that you don't have to show an ID to buy alcoholic beverages, that sent me down a bit of a rabbit hole going... Does Coca-Cola sell alcohol? And I learned that Coca-Cola, last fall, for the first time in 40 years, it was after, uh, so it would have been before this broadcast, launched the only alcoholic beverage they have sold in 40 years under their Topo Chico sparkling water brand. They now have a hard seltzer. I was a little bit okay. disappointed to find out that she wasn't technically incorrect in her stupid not attempted comparison there but anyways benedict i know you're tired of this i know you're done i extremely done <laughs> marjorie taylor green benedict you asked for it i will again I, I i still contend that madison cawthorn is the dumbest member of congress uh you know oh, I don't know boy. Boy, well i, don't I mean know. for one thing uh marjo is actually good at getting viral attention every time madison does it's because he's just done something unintentionally stupid I feel like, for example, the memes, the, the, the meme in Congress video, she knew that that would make it go viral. I feel like that was an intentional move on her part, and she knew it would go viral. She's still very dumb and has nothing to say, but 
she has that to her name. I mean, like like all the other people we talked about, she has a bunch of stuff she's introduced that has gone absolutely nowhere. Everything she's introduced, uh, as far as legislation goes, has just died immediately, right? She she put she introduced a bill to eliminate the ATF. Uh, of course, the No Funding for Terrorists Act, the We Will Not Comply Act, the Fire Fauci Act, mm-hmm. and four different articles of impeachment against Joseph Biden. And uh, and of course, none of it none of it's gone anywhere. She's just she's just a dumb person. She's just an idiot playing a game, trying to have. I think she's trying to have fun. I think she must realize that she's incapable of actually doing anything. She must realize that there's yeah, no hope. May, to well, any maybe, of this, right? Maybe I don't. I don't think I, she's I, I, a I, Mike. I don't think she's a Mike Lindell who actually believes that their actions will cause something to happen. I think she knows that it's futile. And it's just it's just her playing a game and enjoying the bullshit she's doing. I think that's what it is. That's my guess. But anyways, thank you all for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Remember, if you just can't get enough of us, you can go over to patreon.com forward slash NYGBC and become a patron for as little as $2 an episode. That's $4 a month for patron-only episodes, shout-outs on the show, early release of episodes, and more. As always, we have to give a shout-out to our wonderful and amazing patrons. Benjamin Carlisle, Dexter, Allison, C. David, Megan Ruth, Glaurung the Deceiver, Big Easy Blasphemy, Becky Scott Fairley, and George Soros, Stephen and Cindy Dimmick, A.J. Brantley, Taro Tacanon, Skeptical Seventh, and Balls Watterson, and George Soros. Thank you all, as always, for being our patrons. That's it for this week's show. Till next time, Great Krypton! Goodbye. Goodbye. podcast is a production of Kevin and Benedict Productions. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved. Music for this podcast is by Silverman Sound Studios. Find out more at silvermansound.com.